Session 396 Chapter 3 Verses 65, 66, and 67 Ya ahl al-kitab lima tuhajjuna fi Ibrahim wa ma unzilat al-Tawrat wal-Injil illa min ba'dih afala ta'qilun أنتم هؤلاء حاججتم فيما لكم به علم فلم تحاجون فلم تحاجون فيما ليس لكم به علم والله يعلم وأنتم لا تعلمون ما كان إبراهيم يهوديا ولا نصرانيا ولكن كان حنيفا مسلما ولكن كان حنيفا مسلما وما كان من المشركين People of the Book Why do you argue about Abraham? when the Torah and the Gospel were not revealed until after his time. Do you not use your intellect? Chapter 3, verse 65 The Jews attribute themselves to Prophet Moses, and the Christians to Prophet Jesus. So God asks, Why do you argue in the matter of Abraham? He, peace be upon him, could not have been a Jew as the Jews claim, for Judaism came after Abraham, nor Christian because Christianity came even later. Then, why the disagreement? God says, You argue about some things of which you have some knowledge, but why do you argue about things of which you know nothing? God knows, and you do not. Chapter 3, verse 66 There were many disputes among the Jews and Christians over the authenticity and content of their scriptures but that does not mean making a controversy out of every issue. God is your creator and the creator of Abraham, and he knows best. He says, Abraham was neither a Jew nor a Christian, but he was one inclining toward the truth, a Muslim. He was never of those who associate partners with God. Chapter 3, verse 67 Abraham, peace be upon him, is Khalilu Allah the dearest to Allah. He was neither a Jew nor a Christian because both faiths came well after him. Instead, he was one inclining toward the truth, translated from the Arabic origin, Hanifan. The word Hanif is interesting because it is used to describe something curved, bent, or not aligned correctly. Medically, it represents a deformity in the feet, called clubfoot. So we ask, why was the word Hanifan used to describe Abraham's faith? Wasn't he, peace be upon him, on the straight path? We answer that, yes, Abraham had the purest of beliefs, but he came at a time when idolatry and corruption were widespread. He was sent to correct this crookedness and deviate from it towards God. Thus, his misalignment to the corrupt society around him landed him on God's straight path. Allah created every human with a healthy seed of faith within. 
This seed grows stronger when nourished with good deeds, and weaker if you head in the wrong direction. When you sin, your healthy conscience steps in to deter you or make you feel regret after the fact. This self-blame is a sign of a healthy state, because it brings you back to the Lord, seeking forgiveness. Be careful, however, because if you persistently sin, then that part of yourself becomes weaker. At some point, the self-blame ceases and turns into an insatiable lust that chases after life's pleasures and leads you astray. But not all is lost. Allah put another safeguard to bring you back to His path, which is the good people around you. If you go down the wrong way, your parents, relatives, and good friends usually step in and advise you. That is why it is critical to surround yourself with the right friends and community. Sadly, at times, both the reproaching self is diminished and the society is corrupt. Evil becomes widespread and even celebrated. God says, They did not forbid each other to do wrong. How vile their deeds were. Chapter 5, verse 79 Who can correct this situation? This is when the heavens intervene with a new prophet or messenger to bring people back to the straight path. God made the nation of Muhammad the best of nations until the day of resurrection because he preserved within it groups that speak the truth and stir the society towards good. He says, You are the best community, singled out for people. You order what is right, forbid what is wrong, and believe in God. If the people of the book had also believed, it would have been better for them. For although some of them do believe, most of them are lawbreakers. Chapter 3, verse 110 Since no prophet will come after Muhammad, we, as Muslims, are tasked with preserving the light of faith till the day of judgment. Our duty is to command good and forbid evil. Allah guaranteed that the nation of Muhammad would never lack people of integrity in any era. As for previous nations, it was necessary to send new messengers when all the candles of righteousness were extinguished within the community. Prophet Abraham, peace be upon him, was sent to such a community, mired in corruption and idol worship. His task was to incline people back towards moderation and pull them out of ignorance. Allah sent his messenger to restore the flame of faith within each soul and within the community. However, being on the straight path is difficult, especially when people all around you are corrupt. Allah warns us against abusing religion to fulfill worldly desires. He says, The Jews and the Christians will never be pleased with you unless you follow their ways. Say, God's guidance is the only true guidance. If you were to follow their desires after the knowledge that has come to you, you would find no one to protect you from God or help you. Chapter 2 Verse 120. In the 135th verse of Surah Al-Baqarah, God instructed Muhammad to reply to those inviting him to leave his religion. Say, rather the religion of Abraham, inclining towards the truth, and he was not of the polytheists. Abraham is the father of the prophets, and heavenly religions do not differ in their core principles, so why can't we call the Jews and Christians followers of Abraham? We answer that Judaism and Christianity have been distorted over time. 
Abraham, peace be upon him, could not have been a Jew, considering the distortion that occurred in their creed. For the same reason, he could not have been a Christian. Rather, he was one inclining toward the truth, a Muslim. He was never of those who associate partners with God. The word Muslim means the one who surrendered his or her will to the Almighty willingly. Thus, when Abraham submitted his reins to God and faithfully adhered to all his commandments, he became, by definition, a Muslim. Likewise, if we apply this definition to all prophets and messengers, we find that Adam was devoted to God as a Muslim, and so were Noah, Jesus, Moses, and countless others. Peace be upon them all. God says, In matters of faith, He has laid down for you the same commandment that He gave Noah, which we have revealed to you, and which we enjoined on Abraham and Moses and Jesus. Uphold the faith, and do not divide into factions within it. What you call upon the idolaters to do is hard for them. God chooses whomever He pleases for Himself and guides towards Himself those who turn to Him. Chapter 42, verse 13 Each prophet and messenger submitted his will to God and faithfully applied the Scriptures, so the word Muslim is a befitting description. The heavenly religions were concluded with the message revealed to our beloved Muhammad. Islam became its official name, and its followers earned the permanent name, Muslims. The Messenger said, My Lord, my people treat this Qur'an as something to be ignored. Chapter 25, verse 30 Do not abandon God's book. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www.qur'angarden.com